0: This podcast is part of the Batman Universe Podcast Network, hosted by the batmanuniverse.net. Check out everything related to Batman and the entire Bat Family at the batmanuniverse.net, including news and original content related to comics, movies, television, merchandise, video games, and more. Also, check out some of the other unique podcasts that TBU has to offer. Consider supporting this podcast by becoming a patron on Patreon. Even $1 can go a long way in supporting this content that you enjoy. Look for a link over at the BatmanUniverse.net to offer
1: your support now. And now, on with the show.
0: In 2008, a podcast was created with one goal. To bring Bat fans around the world News related to Movies Comics Video games Television Merchandise And so much more And now The Batman Universe Podcast Has returned Hello everyone and welcome to the latest episode of the TV Podcast I'm Dustin Joining me today is Otto we are discussing a topic that I know a lot of people are going to, uh, uh, how do I put this as kindly as I can? This is probably going to be our most negative episode we've ever done. Um, and it stems from a video teaser trailer that released for a new, uh, project that I wish I could say it's a Batman universe project, but it's probably the loosest connection to a Batman universe project. You can, you can actually have. Um, however, um, it is a project that is coming um, next year, early next year, early 2023, on uh, the CW. And it's called Gotham Knights. Uh, we've briefly mentioned it in the past, uh, just talking in passing about the show and kind of the little bit of premise that we knew and some of the casting that was announced, uh, as far as like characters were announced. Not so much about the actors playing the characters, but um, there is. Um, There's a lot to to, to unpack. Um, I will say before you get into our comments, if you have uh, kept yourself away from the teaser trailer, you'll probably have no clue what we're talking about. Uh, i encourage you to watch it first before you listen to our comments i did provide a link to the clip and the or the teaser trailer in the description for this episode so please do yourself a favor and i I, i'd say save yourself but save yourself and not watch it but then you're not going to understand what we're talking about but this is going to get extremely negative, and I, I would preface this with I'd really encourage people to see the clip before they think that we're just completely bashing something that uh, has yet to release. Because, I mean, it is true. It has yet to release, and by all accounts, I would hope it ends up better than what we've seen, but I, I highly doubt that. So um, what we know about this show is that the premise of the show is – this is the official description – in the wake of Bruce Wayne's death, his rebellious adopted son forges un- an unlikely alliance with the children of Batman's enemies when they are all framed for the murder and attempt to clear their names. That is the premise. Now, if you watch the clip, it lays out exactly that's, that premise. Um, the clip starts off with uh, a son of Bruce Wayne throwing a party at Wayne Manor. Uh, this, the the son in question is no son we've ever heard of. His name is Turner Hayes, and he happens to be an adopted son of Bruce Wayne. That's all we know uh, as far as the relationship between the two other than Turner Hayes has no idea that Bruce Wayne is in fact Batman. Uh, during this party that he's throwing, assumingly for a bunch of people from his school, um, the police, including uh, Harvey Dent, come to... The manner to say that uh, Bruce Wayne is dead and that uh, Bruce Wayne was in fact Batman and they asked Turner Hayes if he knew. He, of course, doesn't know. Um, three people get pulled into the GCPD for questioning. Uh, one of them is clearly portrayed as Dula Dent and... Uh, I, I am. It's. We'll get into the specifics of these characters, but one of them is Dula Dent. They don't say that, but they reference the fact that she could be the Joker's daughter. Um, and then there is two other people who reference themselves as brother and sister. They don't say what their who their names are or anything like that. Um, and then Harvey Dent says there's one other suspect, and it turns out it's Turner Hayes, and supposedly he is the one that um is in he's also a suspect because supposedly he might have killed his father to claim the fortune that his father would leave him being of course somehow the only adopted son bruce wayne's ever had uh then we cut to a scene where the three supposed villains and turner hayes are locked up in the back of a police van and they make an uh, attempt to escape. In the process, the van flips. Uh, we find out that one of the police officers is corrupt and is going to have no problem just killing them all. And then out of the blue, we see someone approach, throws a batarang into that cop's hand, and they escape. And it turns out the person who helped them escape is actually Carrie Kelly. Now... um, Outside of that, there's not a whole lot here. They say that they need to figure out who killed Bruce Wayne. They need to work together. And there's a final reveal of them going down to the Batcave. And that's about the extent of the entire clip. Now, before we get into the specifics, because there's a lot of different things to unpack here. Premise-wise, just premise, uh, not knowing necessarily... Uh, the rebellious adopted son that they're referring to in the premise. Let's say prior to this clip, we had this description in the wake of Bruce Wayne's death, his rebellious adopted son forges an unlikely alliance with the children of Batman's enemies when they're all framed for the murder and attempt to clear their names. Um, Okay. So just based off of that premise thoughts on the
1: potential of the show. So based on that premise, um, I would have assumed that the son in question would have been Damien because that would have made sense to me uh it's not specified who in the in, in the premise so i would have assumed damien i would have assumed uh there were some different enemies or anti-heroes and the one they actually than the ones they actually had in the in the trailer uh that ended up being cast in the show um and i would have expected some if they were going to be suspected of killing bruce wayne slash batman i would have expected some characters who were actually capable of doing that um I think one of them, the root. The, I'm just getting into the video, but it is tied to the premise. Is that I find it inconceivable that the GCPD think that these kids could kill Batman. Um, so that's that's my that's just my thoughts. I'm not going to get into the show. Just that's just on the premise. That's that's my, what I feel.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. So premise alone, I, I didn't immediately associate it with Damien. Mostly because I know Damien's not an adopted son. He's his actual son. I thought it was actually, they were referencing Jason Todd because he's always been the most rebellious and he was adopted. So that's what I assumed when I first heard this show was being created. <sighs> what should I go with next? Let's see. Um, it is completely inconceivable that children in general would be able to somehow kill Batman. Um, other, uh, unless, of course, Batman is just a, an absolute joke i'll dive into the video in a second but the next thing i want to talk about is the cast um so the cast not i'm not i'm not focusing on necessarily the char- the actors portraying the characters i'm specifically focusing on the characters themselves because there's a lot to just talk about with these characters so it turns out the adoptive son is someone named turner hayes Whether or not that is a red herring and it ends up being a character that we are more familiar with remains to be seen. I would hope that they go in that direction because I find it strange that they're going with this other name. However, because if it ended up being Jason Todd, let's say... That Grayson existed in this universe and he's just he grew up and he's just not living there anymore and he's someone that Turner Hayes can turn to or you know something like that and it ends up being Turner Hayes was the name that he had but his his real name is Jason Todd or something like that 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 would make sense because he just he didn't get to the point of becoming Robin that would be fine now however if it's just a made-up character that they made up for the show I have a serious problem with that because I don't understand why you would take literally the character within the DC universe who's probably adopted more children than any other character in the entire universe and then decide out of all the characters that he has ever adopted and made his own children, why they would need to create yet another child that he adopted that has nothing to do with the comics. That's the part that doesn't make any sense to me because, I mean, I guess... In the larger scheme of things, you could sit there and say, well, they you know, all the other adopted sons that uh Bruce Wayne has had, they all they all eventually became Robins or a sidekick or whatever, and they all knew who Batman was. So of course you, you have to go a different route because of that. And I don't agree with that because the you know, if you're making stuff up as you go along. Why does it make a difference what their name is? It doesn't really make a difference. And I can see that from both sides. It doesn't make a difference that it isn't one of the the, you know, the normal normal children that Bruce Wayne typically has associated with him, but I don't understand what the point of creating another character. Um let's just stick with Turner Hayes. Thoughts on that?
1: So I should clarify, like uh, when you mentioned the premise, and I said it was Damien, I, I do know Damien. it's not adopted for all the yes, Oh yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, um, but I just, I just heard "Son," so I thought I went straight to Damien. Uh, the character of Turner Hayes. I mean, I can only assume that the reason they they created a new character is because they want to do something different. Um, but I think this is this is also a sign of a problem that has infected all the um, Bat Family TV shows that have been put out, is that I think all these shows want to do a Batman show without actually having those characters and without actually having Batman in it. And I can only assume that... I mean, we're just guessing at this point, but they, they created Turner Hayes because they said, we want to do something different, and we don't want the backlash of doing something different with established uh characters so we're just gonna make our own and i think that that them not being aware that that's going to create backlash of itself because of the fact that fans are simply tired of these types of shows where it's just you know oh it's it's batman adjacent sort of content it's not really actually batman or bat family uh tv show
0: and and that's the thing and you know, if they were going the route where it's like we're creating an alternate universe and everything can be different, that's fine. However, there's a problem when you start reading some of the other characters that are also being or who will also appear in the show. So Dula is the character who they're referencing as the Joker's daughter in the trailer. Um, whether or not she actually is the joker's daughter or it's because they're naming her doula they're not saying joker's daughter and to be clear there are two different versions of the character in the comics there is doula dent and then there is the joker's daughter there's two different characters so they say doula um she's the one who is the villain that they're referring you know that they're interrogating but there's two other people and the two other people conveniently have names that are associated with actual characters that exist within the Batman universe. They're actually brother and sisters and they are Harper row and Cullen row. Um, they're not villains and they're, I mean, yes, in the comics, their dad is not exactly a upstanding citizen, but he's not exactly a villain that you would, you would, you would peg as a character that is one of Batman's great foes. Um, So then you've got them. So then it's the four of them, Dula, the the, the Roe brother and sister, and then uh, Turner Hayes. And then you get into Carrie Kelly, who also is an established character. Now, using Carrie Kelly, I don't necessarily have a problem with, except for there's a weird thing that some people who are familiar with Batman are going to have an issue with, which is Carrie Kelly is most often associated with Batman when Batman is in his his twilight years let's say and he is older Um, but for some reason the picture that they show and when they show batman he does not appear to be an older man Um, so that's fine carrie kelly can still be the robin for this version of batman however it presents and again what was the point of using the character that exists in the comics but then you're going to set up the main character turner hayes is a character that doesn't um rounding out the cast is there's also a stephanie brown i don't know if she even appeared in the in the trailer i don't think she did unless she was the blonde who happened to be making out at the very beginning um it was and and if that's the case uh, i whatever um and then we have uh Harvey Dent now those are the main characters that at least. appear in the the, the teaser and are announced as part of the cast so far up to this point. I don't have really, you know, like I don't mind Stephanie Brown being involved. I appreciate the fact that she's getting some sort of like version of the character appearing. However, whenever this stuff happens, I always feel weird about how they're going to actually portray these characters because it was the same thing with Batwoman. When you have something like a TV show adapt a character for the first time in, like, big media, and I'm not talking, like, there isn't other media, obviously, some of these characters have appeared in animated uh, shows and animated f- and movies, but, like, nothing, uh, like, those animated films and animated shows are not as mainstream as a network television show, and... It does sometimes the character a disservice to get introduced in a way that's not true to their actual character. When you're being, when you're portraying the character as something that they're not typically. So when you have the <laughs> yeah. the Rose siblings that's... as like they're villains and that's why they're here and we, but they're not. That's not their characters at all. So why are we portraying them like that? You couldn't have come up with any other characters. So let's talk about the cast. I want to save Harvey Dent though till. Uh, after we talk about the rest of the the cast,
1: I was going to say when you're talking about characters uh, being introduced in a way that's not consistent with how they're typically portrayed, I was going to say look no further than Cassandra Kane in the Birds of Prey film, uh, as you know I think the the best example of that recently. Um, with as far as the cast goes, I mean, as I said, I don't I don't see these characters as being. The ones who are primarily going to be responsible for killing Batman, if that ever happens, uh, I think it's a very odd collection. I mean, in the comics, I, if I if I remember correctly, Harper and Colin Rowe had very small roles. They're very um, they're characters that I think came in very recently. I think with Scott Snyder, correct, and um, Colin Rowe, as far as I remember, he just got bullied, and that was his his role. Like he was just, and you know, it was all about Harper trying to, you know. Uh, make ends meet and take care of her brother. And Harper had a brief stint as a superhero, but then she she left. And, I mean, we haven't really seen or heard from either of them since. So I'm not entirely sure why they would, you know, think of bringing them in. Carrie Kelly, I have no problems with. You know, just as you said, I think it's... I've, but this is getting into the video, but just the, the dialogue, the, some of the lines that they had her say in the trailer just it just made me cringe I, I, I don't object to them using the character but I, again how they're using the character is is, is a problem um, stephanie brown i know we have some very hardcore stephanie brown fans uh, on our server but uh, i like i, I don't know I, I don't know if there's going to be any um, you know callbacks to her father being clue master i don't know if that's going to play into the to the plot at all um and I think Harvey Dent being in there is, as you know, we were talking off air just before we started. I think Dula Dent is going to be revealed as like Harvey Dent's daughter. I think that's hundred percent going to happen because this is the CW.
0: Yeah. So uh, just to to reiterate, we didn't we didn't talk about this on air, but I want to bring it up. So I I do not disagree. I feel like what's going to end up being portrayed on screen is that Dula is joker and harley's daughter or something like that and then it's going to actually come out at some point during the series that it's not joker who's actually her father it's actually harvey and then that's why her name is doula dent or doula instead of uh, Joker's daughter or something like that is specifically because she grows up thinking she's the daughter of the Joker, but turns out she'll have like an enlightenment moment where she finds out she's actually the daughter of Harvey Dent, who in this version of the character is an upstanding citizen who works with the GCPD. Um, I want to talk about Harvey Dent though, because obviously Harvey Dent here is not 2 He's He's a normal person who does not have any, massive scars all over his face like two-face does so you could go two ways with this was he two-face at some point and he had plastic surgery and he's healed and then somehow he made his way back into the good graces of public office or did he just never have the issue with becoming two-face and i feel like if you're going to name a character harvey dent again you either have to acknowledge that he was that 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 person before which puts it in a very weird spot where he was able to basically uh, redeem himself and become district attorney yet again which is hard to believe i I don't think that i I think that once you become a, a felon you can't run for public office in most situations but you know i'm sure there's exceptions um especially in fictional work but um or you could go the other route, which is he's, he is Harvey Dent, and he'll eventually become Two Face, and he could end up becoming the big bad for the the series going forward. Um, either one of those work. I am not going to sit here and say they can't. It just it takes away from the fact that Two Face was a Batman villain, and if Two Faces, if if we get. Harvey Dent becoming Two-Face in this series and he becomes a threat that these all all these characters have to deal with it just doesn't feel the same as like the established villain that uh, they're already referencing so that's my issue with Harvey Dent being in it I don't have a problem with it you know waiting to see what happens with Harvey Dent because he is an interesting character and I feel like out of the group of villains, he's one of the characters I'd like to see explored a little bit more because um, I think he was best done in the animated series where he was Harvey Dent for a while before he actually became Two-Face. I think that there's more. It builds the character a lot better than just he gets some scars and that's it like we saw in like Batman Forever. Um, the Dark Knight did a good job with it, but there wasn't as much as you would hope when it comes to like really giving Two Face just because the Joker stole the show in that film. But um, yeah, I don't have a problem with Harvey Dent. I'm fine with waiting to see. Um, but when it comes to all the other characters, I just I don't understand what the point of using established characters for or established names. Let's not even say the characters because we don't know what they're who they are actually going to be. But established names, but then the main character is not an established name it's just strange to me
1: yeah i think uh with harvey what they're going to do is is that they're going to have him become 2 Face at the end of season one as kind of like the big cliffhanger because that's typically how these cw shows are structured so i think they're going to have that as the the end of season one something happens and he's scarred and he becomes 2 Face, and that's going to be their setup for season two which i think is very ambitious because i don't think there's going to be a season two yeah um all right,
0: talking about the video itself, um there's there's a lot going on here. Nothing at all that makes me want to watch this show. And I say that being someone who when the Arrowverse first started with Arrow and Flash, I had a lot more time in my hands to be able to watch these shows on a normal basis. I watched Arrow all the way through all the seasons. I stopped with Flash I don't know, season five maybe. I watched Supergirl, the first couple seasons of Supergirl. I started Batwoman. I never got through more than just a couple of episodes. I did like that they were, you know, that they were very ambitious with building those multi, those giant crossovers. I tried Black Lightning. I only got I think through a season of that. Um I never watched Naomi. I never watched I did watch a lot of Legends of Tomorrow when it first came out. Um Needless to say, I watched plenty of Arrowverse shows, but I eventually gave up because I realized how bad the writing was. It was never good. It was was never something that I was watching because it was such an amazingly well-written show or the acting was amazing. Nothing like that. It was just I enjoyed seeing versions of these characters that I enjoy on TV. That was what I enjoyed. But as time progressed, more and more shows came out. You have other content out there you've got titans on hbo max now there's you know young justice returned on hbo max there's just other content in general i mean and now we've got even more with like the peacemaker series that was on hbo max we've got an upcoming penguin series coming from hbo max for, that's based in the matt reeves universe there's a lot of other content out there that you can enjoy and that's Obviously, just talking about DC TV shows. There's a ton of other shows that are just so much better television in general to watch and I would spend my time on and I'd rather spend my time on than watching content that feels the need to put out 22 episodes even though it's not necessary to have 22 episodes Um, and then just have repetitive nature of stuff that's happening over and over again cliched things and then you get like unnecessary drama and soap opera like elements that are added into the shows just for the sake of it and that's Not just the DC shows. I'm well aware of that. There's plenty of other shows on the CW that do the exact same thing, but it's not something that I have any desire to watch. That said, I can't even comprehend how this show even got through the process of like, this is a show that we definitely want to put together in a world where they are canceling. Shows that have existed for multiple seasons and at least have some sort of baseline of audience to keep them coming back for multiple seasons. They just canceled Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, They canceled the new Naomi show. They canceled uh, Batwoman. And somehow Flash is still going. They've got Superman and Lois still. um, Stargirl may or may not be coming back because the last season hasn't even the The most recent season hasn't even aired yet. But... They're they're canceling shows. And there, there's a reason why a show like Batwoman is not successful enough for them to continue, and it has very little to do with the fact that it's not a good show because there are people who are watching. I think the problem is that there is no great need for Bat fans to watch shows like that because these shows are not created for fans of these characters. They're created for f- for people who are interested in the characters but don't know anything about them and they'll experience a new version of these characters and they'll be content with watching what it what it is for what it is there's no other way to put that i mean i remember watching the first couple episodes of batwoman and thinking oh great they're they finally got around to adding batman to the mix acknowledging that he exists i thought it was super cool when the first time um In Arrow, uh, Oliver Queen name-drop Bruce Wayne. I was like, oh, man, they're acknowledging that he exists. This is awesome. But the problem is that, like, how do you have a show that is set in Gotham and not focus on Batman? And I understand the reason why, but so many, so many shows that existed over the years that somehow get this bright idea of I'm going to create a show that's set in Gotham, but I cannot use Batman. And I'm going to somehow do something that's interesting, interesting enough to keep people coming back. They tried it way, way, way back when with the Birds of Prey show, where Batman and Joker killed each other, and there's just the Birds of Prey left to basically, you know, keep Gotham safe. They've they did it with Batwoman. They are doing it with this show to a degree. They they, they did it with Titans, where you know Bruce Wayne he retired. I don't understand why everybody feels the necessity to do the, to do this, and then not do it to the degree that you would need to do it. If you're going to have Bruce Wayne not be a part of the show, then you need to have the Bat Family just walk in. They're already established. That's what needs to happen. Um, I I'm getting ahead of myself here. Um, talking about the the, the video here the best thing i've uh, i can put it the best way i could put it is and i think i may may have even been used when we were talking about this when the video first came out it is basically like uh, riverdale based in gotham city i mean that's what it feels like i watched one single episode of riverdale as the pilot when it first came out and i was like yep nope i cannot watch this there's i have no desire to get sucked into something weird like this and I'm watching this trailer and thinking to myself, oh, man, this is this is not what I would assume a Batman show would be. Um, I don't want to watch something with the desire of just to see what they do with characters that I know the names of, but they're not the characters that I know at all. Like, I hate when they do that, and they've done that so many times. Gotham did it. With so many different characters, they'll introduce a character, they'll make it seem like it's Scarecrow, but it's actually Scarecrow's father who says he's Scarecrow, but it's not the Scarecrow Jonathan Crane that we know, or it's Joker, but it's not Joker, it's Jerome Vasca or whatever, like, they've already done this so many times where they, there's so many shows, and I hate to say this, I don't really want any more Batman shows right now, like... Unless they're connected to the movies and they're high quality and well written, I don't I don't want a Batman show right now. I just don't.
1: Yeah, so I think similar to, to you, I was someone who watched like pretty much all the CW shows at the very beginning, right? Um, and and this started years ago, right? Like Arrow was like it was like almost ten years ago now, I think. Um, and so. I, I watched them from the beginning, and I, I sort of enjoyed the start of them for what they were. But similar to, to you, I sort of got, grew disenchanted with them, and I stopped watching them. Because honestly, the writing is not that good. It, I was more watching it because I am a DC fan, and I, I was just enjoying seeing the characters. But um, we were kind of in an age of uh, like a golden era for television right now. There's, there's so many good shows out there. There's so many different streaming services and, you know, as time has passed uh, and now in 2022, there's so many different options for, for, superhero stuff as well. And I hate, I, I'm not trying to, you know, pit Marvel and DC against each other, but we kind of have to compare it to what else is out there. If you are someone who's interested in the superhero genre and you're not like, you don't have like a particular uh, preference, let's say, Why would you watch a CW show when there's, you know, Marvel shows on like Disney that have much higher production value, that are that are better written? And I don't even think those are that that good. To be honest, I think those are you know average as well. But they're they at least have, in most cases, I think, a maturity to them that the CW shows do not have. And I think I'm someone at least I try to be someone who is fairly even keeled. Like whenever I see something like a trailer, I try and say, Oh, well, you know, let's give it a chance. Let's see. Let's see what happens. When I saw this trailer for this show, my immediate reaction was, there is nothing here. That's going to be good. And I, I I feel like I rarely have that reaction right off the bat where I said, this is, this is not going to work. Um, and I think what you said about it being, I think it was BJ who said that on our, on our discord server. Um, being Riverdale, but, like, with a Batman or family skin on top. Um, I think that's very much the CW formula. You know, Marvel has their formula, and it has proven to be extremely su- successful with their films. But this is the CW formula. And what you, what you were talking about with them doing shows without, like, that are sort of Batman adjacent, th- this has gone back all the way to Smallville. But at least in Smallville... Super. He was Superman in everything but name. Like he wasn't wearing the costume, but he was still Superman. If you, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. With these with these Batman shows and these Bat Family shows, they're not even those characters. Even if they don't have the, the like the, the code names or the op, they're still not doing what those characters would be doing. So it's very frustrating for people who are you know real fans of these uh, of these characters to to sort of see them you know butchered in this way. Um, and I think. DC has to be very careful because, you know, what you just said uh, towards the end of your statement, like you don't want to see any more Batman shows anymore. I totally understand that because if it's going to be like this, I don't want to see it either. I'd rather not have it. And it's very concerning to me because um, the people who are in charge of greenlighting these types of projects seem to be operating under the assumption. And this assumption has been true for many years that Batman projects will immediately draw ratings no matter what. It'll draw views. And that has been true, I think, from right when Batman Begins came out. I think it was like 2005. My understanding of the superhero quote-unquote market is that Batman was king. Batman would get most views, interest, etc. I think we're at a point now where I'm sort of revising that position. And, the, and here's why. Um, that Batman movie that just came out was really good and i understand you know people have different ideas of like exactly how good it might be but i think the general consensus is that it was a very good movie it did not even reach 800 million in the global box office and you know some people might say oh there was a pandemic yeah sure there was a pandemic however spider-man no way home almost reached 2 billion and doctor strange right now is sitting over 900 million in the global box office And I never thought I would see the day where Doctor Strange would just destroy a Batman film in the box office. And so I think, you know, the executives at Warner Brothers and whoever's giving out these Batman rights and licenses to to make these types of shows, they need to be very careful because they are diluting their brand and they might be doing irreparable damage to the character. I think we're at that point now where it's we can actually say that that's happening there's there's definitive proof where we can point to numbers and say people aren't interested in this anymore and it's because they've been burned too many times they've seen too much too much bad content with the, with these characters and a lot of that bad content is because the people making it have avoided actually embracing what makes that character so great and just like doing a batman tv show so i mean i i don't i don't know at this point what what they're doing at at Warner brothers
0: yeah what the the entire time you were talking up until when you actually said it, I kept thinking this is the perfect way to describe this is dilution. They're just diluting the brand that is Batman. And it's it's interesting because this is such an opposite thing. So those those of those listeners or uh, fans of Batman or whoever, um, who've been around for a long period of time, may remember in the early 2000s, there was this thing called the Bad Embargo. Um, it was something early on uh, in the history of this podcast. We talked about it at length because it was something that came up because at the time, or not at the time the show existed, the TBU podcast started in 2008, and this was earlier in like 2004, 2005, 2003, around there. There was multiple different versions of characters that were appearing, and there was a problem with... uh, Somebody within Warner Brothers decided there cannot be more than one version of a single character. You cannot have Batman appearing here and there and over here and over there. It just it just doesn't work. And the bad embargo basically was if you had a version of Scarecrow appearing in one project, you could not have that version of the care you could not have that character appear in a different version somewhere else. And it was an extreme. It really was. They really they came to the conclusion that uh, fans could not See more than one version of a character, and accept that there is more than one version of the character. So, for example, there was a TV show called The Batman, and there was uh, Batgirl was introduced before Robin. And one of the reasons why was because the exact same time the Batman TV show was on air, there was a show called Teen Titans, um, and that had that f- that focused on Robin, Dick Grayson as Robin. So they did not want to have two versions of Robin Dick Grayson appearing on two different shows with two different animation styles, and they didn't they didn't want to mix it up. And that even went as far as Scarecrow was a villain that they were using for Batman Begins. They could not use the Scarecrow for any of the animated projects at the time. Um, it even went as far as when Justice League Unlimited was on air, and they did not use any of the Batman villains on there, even though that was an established universe. As far as like the Bruce Timm animation style that existed all the way back from the Batman the Animated Series, they were not using any of the Batman characters in any roles in the show itself, not because there was a ton of other Justice League characters and villains that they could use, but because they didn't want to have more than one version of these characters appearing. There were two characters that had an exception. Batman himself, which appeared obviously in multiple different versions at the time, and the Joker. The Joker was the only other character that could appear in multiple different versions over the different types of medium. And that was just because those two characters are just too big to to not acknowledge that there's more than one version. So when Teen Titans, Dick Grayson is always talking about Batman or references Batman and things like that. But you never actually see Batman in Teen Titans. Um, Same thing goes with... And eventually, there was always, like, rules to the exception when it came to certain things. Obviously, Dick Grayson Robin ended up making his way over to the Batman TV show. But it wasn't when they they were originally planning on it. They wanted him in much sooner, and that's why Batgirl premiered and was, like, the original sidekick for Batman rather than Dick Grayson. So... You have that extreme where you can't use any other character because it's not possible to have more than one version. And then you have this extreme, which is literally we have so many different versions of Batman and Gotham and the Bat family that it almost gets slightly confusing to anyone who's watching these things, especially when most people are living in a universe um, that has all the Marvel existing under one solid roof. There's one Marvel universe. There's not multiple. The only time there's multiple is when you jump over to the Sony side of the water and they're doing stuff with Spider-Man and yeah, there's multiple versions of Spider-Man, but that's the extent of it. There's there's not more than one Iron Man. There's not more than one of some of the other popular characters like Captain America or Thor. It's just the character that you see and it's going to be the same character until either they kill him or he goes back in time and grows old or whatever. But the thing is, when it comes to the DC Universe, I think someone had this bright idea after seeing the success of Arrow and Flash and seeing how much money those shows were bringing in, especially originally because of the Netflix deals where Netflix paid an exorbitant amount of money to have the streaming rights to these shows, someone had this great idea of, let's try to see how much of this we can do because it is successful and it's making us money. And at the time, let's be honest, they weren't having great success with the movies when these shows were being created. So... The shows start to take a dip in popularity. The movies may start picking up. But then they decide, you know what? It's entirely possible for there to be more than one version of Barry Allen's Flash. You could have the television version. You could have Ezra Miller's version in the the films. You can do that. And it is possible. But the problem is that it does still dilute what you're trying to accomplish whatever with whatever the character is. If a character like The Flash can maintain a TV show and you think that that character is better suited for television, then don't do a movie or do a movie that introduces them but then split it off and do a TV show about The Flash. Like, Marvel does a good job and a lot of it is they've seen what works other places and they've they've learned – what you know? What works? You know, DC was the king when it came to having superheroes in films. They had the Superman franchise. They had the Batman franchise long before Marvel had any successful franchises. And honestly, Marvel's real first successful franchise was Blade, which coincidentally was put together by New Line, which was owned by Warner Brothers, which a lot of people don't know. But it was then eventually they had X Men and they had Spider Man and they had further success but the marvel universe as we know it today the mcu exists in a way where it only exists because they learned from past mistakes of watching what was happening with some of the other characters they realized they had to be very specific about what they were doing and how to connect things and things like that and they learned and now they're doing it with television but they again they learned from the success and failures of the Netflix Marvel TV shows. They've watched what DC's done with TV shows and they've learned and they've adapted to do what they're doing and they're getting success from it. And the problem is that it feels like, and I say this, I'm a DC fan at heart and I have no problem admitting I watch Marvel TV shows and even star Wars stuff because star Wars is, you know, building a bigger universe with their TV shows as well. They're the, DC stuff, I feel like the the problem is it's the executives. If you look over the last two decades, the number of executives that have come and gone at DC and Marvel, not DC and Marvel, DC and Warner Brothers, there's been so many people who have come in, they try to do something, and either they end up leaving or they get fired or they resign or whatever, and did nothing, ha- nothing works out. I mean... DC Comics for a while had the same people in charge, and even the comics, you know, had their own fair share of issues. But when you get to the entertainment side of things, there hasn't been someone consistently trying to figure out a way to make everything work for the entire brand. Not just the movies, not just the television shows, but the entire brand of content that they have.
1: Yeah, and this is this is a lesson that uh, you know it's it's funny because Marvel is under Disney and so is Star Wars, which you which you also mentioned. This is a lesson Star Wars also had to learn, very recently, after sort of you know the the mixed reception of the sequel trilogy. I think now with the TV shows, they sort of started to give the reins to John Favreau and Dave Filoni to sort of build out that side of things, and and those are those are two guys who, from what they've put out. I can tell our are, are, are real fans of, of the universe and have an understanding of how it should work. And more importantly, they have a very cohesive vision of what should what should take place. I think, you know, w- with, with the DC stuff, I wouldn't, like, I think, so the superhero genre has evolved, right? I think maybe back in the day when that Im- embargo was put in place, I think audiences, general audiences at the time, might not have been able to sort of figure out, okay, so Batman's here, but he's also in this thing, a different version. They might not have been able to figure that out. Um, I, I don't think, I think they, they went to an extreme with having live action and animated stuff not crossover. That's an extreme. But I understand having, not wanting to have movies and TV side crossover back in the day. But I think now with the sort of the increased popularity of the superhero genre, audiences are, are, they understand that there are different versions of things. Um, and for me the issue is more that the different versions of Batman we're getting are not actually Batman aside from the film right like this this show well Batman's dead in the, the, the even and it's the problem is probably uh, amplified by the the, the the video game which is kind of the same <laughs> and it's funny because the video game saw That's the insane. reaction to this trailer and then said you know basically tried to distance themselves from this because yeah. And, and and even that in itself, the fact that there's a, a a TV show and a video game coming out at the same, same time name. with the same so name, bad. I can't believe that someone like someone's asleep at the wheel in the executive department there. Like no, someone should have been on that. Like, like tra- tra- well, tra-
0: trademark reasons and copyright, it just doesn't make any sense that it's the same name. I d- I don't understand. I honestly thought like. Gotham Knights was going to be like a working title for the show and then it was going to change into something else because there was the game. I mean, they already announced the game like well in advance before this show even became a thing. So I don't understand how... uh, You're right. Someone is definitely asleep behind the wheel.
1: And, and, you know, I understand why the game is called Gotham Knights because it actually features the sidekicks in their fully realized superhero identities. I'm not sure why this... TV shows called Gotham Knights. None of them are knights. They're, they're just regular kids. Um, none of them are, have, you know, become, uh, sidekicks or anything like that. So, I mean, the whole thing is, is just a mess right now. Um, and what's interesting is that I actually went online on social media, on Twitter, um, Reddit, I went on YouTube and I was looking, I was intentionally looking for, you know, how are people responding to this? And the vast majority of stuff, I would say all the things I saw were negative. I don't think there's anyone out there who's like, yeah, I'm excited for this show. The the, the most charitable reception I saw was on Twitter from like one or two accounts that said, this looks bad, but I'll still give it a chance kind of thing. Most people are... Are are at a point where they're just like I I I can't even believe that they're making this. I was watching the the trailer and I watched it again um, right before we were recording just to refresh my memory on it. The production of the of uh, the show just looks so bad. Like there are, there are, there are actually fan made movies I've seen on YouTube that look better than this. Just from a pure acting like production value standpoint I, I I really don't know how they thought that this was gonna receive any and I feel bad for the actors too because these are a lot of the actors are, are young in this on uh, this show and you know you only get so many chances uh, in Hollywood and I feel like the the stink of this show because it seems inevitable at this point is just gonna stick to them and it's gonna you know I have never seen any of these actors in anything before. Uh, so I hope they do have some other filmography that they can fall back on. But re- but really, if this is the only thing out there with them in it, uh, it's it's going to be tough sledding for them. <sighs> I,
0: I sincerely hope that in general there, there's a handle. Um, with the new CEO over at Warner Brothers Discovery, I sincerely hope that DC gets someone in charge. I don't know who it's going to be. I really hope whoever it is is somebody who like truly cares about the characters because they need somebody like Kevin Feige you know overseeing the brand not even so much like Kevin Feige, how he's a producer on the shows and the and the the films, but someone who can actually oversee the entire brand to w- look at some of this other stuff that they're doing too and incorporate it. They really do need to have somebody in charge. If DC was its own company, DC Entertainment was its own company, and they had executives in charge that were just purposely in charge of making sure that games were coming out that were really good making sure that comics were coming out making sure that tv shows and movies were coming out i think that things would be great but i think the problem is that there's such a fracture between it's funny because before when at&t bought warner brothers there was all this talk about how Uh, Warner Brothers was very siloed. They had all these different silos of content. If you were doing video games, you didn't talk to anybody else about anything having to do with your video games. You just did your video games. If you were a cable station, all you cared about was getting content for your cable station, but not necessarily caring about bettering the rest of the brand. And when AT&T took over... Uh, Warner Brothers they said that they were getting rid of a lot of these silos and I remember reading interviews about how they were trying to integrate content so that HBO Max could be successful with DC content and they could take uh, DC content and do really good stuff with games which they were already doing but then just like keep moving stuff like making sure that there isn't a silo it's just a group that interacts with everything. And that's exactly how it needs to be. And I really hope that something happens here in the future that that happens. Um, before we wrap up the episode, uh, you had an amazing idea of reading some of the comments from the YouTube uh, video that actually came out. And I, I, while we are running a little bit longer than normal, I there's no way we cannot read some of these. So I'm going to read this first one that says, Uh, This comes from Spades. Um, He says, right. So let me get this straight. A man who's responsible for saving the entirety of arguably the most crime ridden city in America numerous times, along with the whole world, as well as on certain occasions, and has enemies ranging from a walking zombie zombie the size of a hut to a juiced up luchador is murdered. And the prime suspects are a bunch of kids. Also, he called me his little Robin. Never in a million years would those words come out of Batman's mouth. Whoever came up with this idea should just take a break and reflect on their decision making.
1: Here's another one uh, from Juicebox360. The biggest twist is that this isn't a fan-made trailer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Another one from uh, Edward Brown. My expectations for this show, zero. My expectations after this trailer, minus one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh this one's from Sal. After finally watching this trailer, I have very low expectations for the show. The fact that they are doing this TV show at the same time as the crappy video game adaption feels pretty out of context, and misguided to what fans really thought they were going to get. The fact that this is even called Gotham Knights is a major disappointment without with the main existence without the main existence of Batgirl, Nightwing, Red Hood, and Robin is just how CW didn't take the strong potential effort to establish the live-action Bat family. I'll just stick with HBO's Titan series, while this show, a.k.a. DC's Descendants ripoff, can have a cancellation after season one. For those of you who don't know, Descendants is like the children of the villains from the Disney universe, Disney princess movies and all of that. Uh, it's It's not good. Let's just put it that way. It's not good.
1: Uh, there's another one from Pizza the Hut. This honestly makes Batman and Robin look like the best superhero movie ever made.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Brayden, I honestly believe that the CW network hates the character of Bruce Wayne Batman because they just see him as a rich white man. And to to them, that's a bad thing. They had the legendary Kevin Conroy agree to appear as a live-action Bruce Wayne for the first and only time in his career, and instead of giving him the respect he deserves, they decided to make him a psychopathic murderer, and then they killed him in the most disrespectful way. In Batwoman, they had Bruce Wayne just abandon Gotham City like a coward without even training a successor to protect his city. Now the CW thinks it's a great idea to have a pre-Two-Face Harvey Dent have Bruce Wayne shot on the street wearing jeans, a leather jacket, and a cheap poorly made discount Robert Pence and Batman mask, which is hands down the most disrespectful interpretation of such a legendary character. The writing team behind this train wreck and the executives that approved it should be ashamed of themselves and should be blacklisted from the industry.
1: No, I mean, it's, it's not even untrue. Like the, the mask that they show him wearing on, on the ground there, it looks like it was like a costume from like a dollar store. It's uh, from spirit Halloween. There's one from Blake. The, the trailer is the closest the show will get to having views. That's true. That is
0: true. Um, And right now, the official CW account has got it sitting only at half a million views, which is saying something by itself. Because, let's be honest, trailers for shows get pretty good views, and it's not even at a million views.
1: Yeah, I mean... As I said, I mean, for anyone who, who sort of thinks we're being too negative or whatever, I mean, as I said, we try and be fair, as fair as possible. But sometimes, you know, you come across something that there's no other way. There's You just have to... Be honest, and it's it's just bad. And I mean, I, we're hardly the only people who who think that. If you if you go to the trailer, go through the comments section, and I'm not holding up a YouTube comment section as like a paragon of like debate or accurate opinions or anything, but in this case, it's like 100% negative, and it's 100% negative everywhere that I've seen. Um, I really I really don't know. Uh, to me, like I I just don't know why they wouldn't cancel this. I feel like they'd save more money and do less damage to the brand if they just canceled it now based on... And did they cancel that? Was there a show, um, something about like uh, a web series or something with the Bat family? Am I, I think recalling that correctly? Um, no.
0: Uh, I know what you're talking about, but I don't think that was actually approved. I think what you were referencing is... The fan made slightly official adaption of the webtoon series that they made. Uh, and, and the trailer that released well, one, it, it looked pretty good for it being like on a lower budget. It looked really good, but it ended up getting pulled and they had some issues with uh, licensing because it wasn't approved at all, but it was portraying it as if it was. So, but yeah, that looked really good and they ended up pulling that and it you never saw the light of day.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, like there, there are good ideas out there. There's good, there, there are good ways to make this kind of show out there, but this isn't it. I mean, I I really, I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. And I, as I said, I, I really fear they're doing irreparable damage to these characters. Agreed. Uh, so I, I know the
0: title of this episode is, uh, will Gotham Knights fail? And, uh, I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's easy to figure out how we feel on on this. It's, uh, yes, it's going to fail. If it gets a season two, it's an absolute miracle. Um, The only reason I could see it getting a season two is because so many people just tune in just to see Just out of curiosity's sake. I mean, when Batwoman came out, I really wasn't interested in what they were doing just based off the premise alone. Because, of course, there's no more Batman. Batman's not there. He abandoned Gotham City. And, you know, Batwoman just steps up. But that's not not what happens. That's Batwoman becomes, or Kate Kane becomes Batwoman because she's inspired. Not because she feels like she's forced to because she happens to be the cousin of Bruce Wayne. So... I wasn't thrilled on that, that regard either, but I still tuned in for the first couple episodes just out of curiosity's sake. This one, I can't say I'm going to be doing the same. So, will it fail? Probably. All right, so with that being said, we're going to wrap up this episode. Uh, again, apologies for those of you who think that we might be being too negative. Uh, I think this deserves it, and I think a lot of people, at least looking through the comment section for this trailer by itself, would agree with us. If you guys actually have seen the trailer and you don't agree with us, I'd love to hear why you don't agree with us, what you're looking forward to, what you're excited about. I know it is exciting to see some of these characters who have yet to appear in live action, And I'm not going to disagree with that. That is one of the things that is slightly intriguing to me is the fact that you're going to see Stephanie Brown and Harper Rowe and Cullen Rowe and Carrie Kelly. And that could be interesting, but it's more about what they're doing with these characters that really is going to end up making a difference. But if you have a differing opinion, we'd love to hear it. We'd love to bring this back up. Uh, eventually when the episodes do release, I can tell you, we will not be watching them and, you know, doing week by week reviews, but we can certainly watch the pilot, give it a shot and then review it at the time and, uh, talk more about it. But, uh, for now, I don't know that we're going to be talking a lot more about this for quite some time. Uh, the series is scheduled to premiere in 2023. So we do have some time between now and then. All right, with all of that being said, if you are interested in any other news related to movies, TV, merchandise, video games, comics, or anything else related to the Bat fandom, as well as original content and other podcasts, be sure to check out our website, thebatmeuniverse.net. Um, that is where you can find all kinds of all kinds of content related to the Batman universe and the bat family and the rogues gallery. In addition to that, you can follow us on social media over at Twitter, Facebook. We have a Facebook group. We're also on Instagram. Um, We have a Discord. All of the links to our social channels can be found over at the top of the website, thebatmanuniverse.net. You can send us an email at tbu at thebatmanuniverse.net with any questions, comments, concerns, suggestions for future episodes. Those are always greatly appreciated. If you're interested in supporting this show, uh, at the beginning of the show, you hear the little... Uh, bumper that we've got that talks about uh, supporting us on Patreon. You can do that. If you do, uh, you do get early uncut versions of these episodes before they release to the public as well as other perks as well so be sure to check that out under the support TBU link over on the website. With all of that being said, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the TBU Podcast. Proudle and myself, we will see you guys next time. <laughs>